after the end of the American Civil War, around 10,000 Confederate slave owners fled to Brazil, a country where slavery was still legal, hoping to establish a new society where they could continue their tradition of chattel slavery. They forcibly brought their enslaved workers with them, openly defying Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation. Establishing settlements in the Brazilian state of Sao Paulo, they continued to practice plantation slavery for years. I'm Zach Knight. Welcome to Shaking America, a history podcast. Sources for this episode include the book The Confederados, Old South Immigrants in Brazil, by Cyrus B. Dossey and James M. Dossey from the University of Alabama, the book The Lost Colony of the Confederacy by Eugene Harder, and the BBC article The Town in Brazil That Embraces the Confederate Flag by Bradley Campbell. During the final days of the American Civil War in 1865, the Confederacy was collapsing. The South's economy lay in ruins. The enslaved Africans had been freed and were fleeing north in great numbers, while the free white workforce had been decimated by four years of nonstop warfare. Additionally, General William Sherman and the Union Army had set massive swaths of land and infrastructure ablaze in their march to the sea. Prices of basic goods such as soap skyrocketed in the South, and the Confederate Army included thousands of underfed, sometimes barefoot, soldiers. It seemed as though the final defeat was imminent, and the Southern aristocratic plantation owners were desperate. Their entire society was structured around their authority as land-owning slavers. The wealthy aristocrats were not willing to give up that power. Some joined terrorist groups, precursors to the Ku Klux Klan, and continued to battle the Yankees through bombings and other guerrilla attacks. Others decided to flee the country. Rather than rejoin the United States, around 10,000 Confederates immigrated to places where slavery was still legal including Venezuela, Honduras, and Egypt. The majority, however, traveled to Brazil. They illegally brought as many of their enslaved workers as they could, bought land in the rolling red hills of the Brazilian state of Sao Paulo, and went to work recreating the American South, complete with cotton and tobacco plantations. Amid the post-Civil War chaos, several countries had tried to entice Southerners to immigrate, largely for economic reasons. As established, the plantation owners were often extremely rich. Venezuela's government, for example, offered land and tax breaks for wealthy former Confederates. Mexican Emperor Maximilian I also offered land and tax breaks for aristocrats willing to settle in Mexico. Maximilian later got executed via firing squad after a coup, but that's a story for a different episode. The best offer came from Brazilian Emperor Pedro II, who was in the process of enacting countrywide reforms aiming to industrialize his fledgling nation. Pedro hoped to use the plantation owner's agricultural knowledge to improve Brazil's farming technology. At the time, slavery was still completely legal in Brazil, 
the newly arrived Southerners, who the Brazilians called Confederados, found themselves at home with Brazil's policies and purchased new slaves by the hundreds from the Sao Paulo markets. It's worth noting that many prominent Southern leaders opposed this exodus. Robert E. Lee stated that instead of leaving, the Confederates should focus their efforts on rebuilding the South. However, his words were ignored by many notable slave-owning aristocrats who heard from their friends and family of a new opportunity in Brazil. Among them were William H. Norris, an Alabama state senator, and Jefferson Davis, Jr., the son of the Confederacy's first and only president. Despite the head start, many of the Confederados struggled to adapt to their new environment. The soil was ill-suited for the crops they tried to grow. New diseases native to South America swept through their settlements, killing enslaved Africans and white slave owners alike in large numbers. The most significant problem was the cultural gap between the confederados and the locals. Brazil was a Catholic country, and remains one today. The southerners were almost entirely Protestant, a fact that created immediate tension with the Brazilian church and its followers. In some cases, confederados were not even allowed to bury their dead unless it was on their own private property, as their corpses were seen as unholy. The racial norms in Brazil also clashed with the Southerners' beliefs. While Brazil allowed slavery, it also allowed interracial marriage, and had black Brazilians in the police force and the army. While segregation existed, black Brazilians had a much greater degree of social mobility than in the antebellum South. Free black Brazilians were property owners and doctors, and the very concept of race was different in South America compared to the Confederacy. Many of the people the Confederates considered mixed race, mulatto, or black, passed as white in Brazil. Still, the Confederados hung on, continuing to run their plantations in an attempt to pretend as if the Civil War had never happened. Their plans were halted when Emperor Pedro II returned from his travels across the globe and declared himself a new opponent of slavery. Previously, Pedro had stated slavery was a necessary evil and had invited the confederados to settle in his home, even personally receiving some of them at the port when they first arrived in Brazil. But something had changed within him. In a public speech, he said that after journeying around the world, he had learned of the moral and economic shortcomings of slavery as an institution and vowed to outlaw its practice throughout his country. The majority of the Confederado settlements in Sao Paulo fell apart shortly after, and their inhabitants moved back to the United States. A few small towns, however, did manage to survive. The town of Americana, named in honor of its Confederate founders, still stands in Sao Paulo today. Every year they have a parade and a town-wide celebration called the Festival Confederado. In the festival, the locals fly the Confederate flag, eat southern foods such as fried chicken and buttermilk biscuits, and listen to country music. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's a real thing. You can look it up on YouTube and see it in action. It's surreal. Pedro would later be deposed in a coup, partially due to his work in outlawing slavery in Brazil. But that's for another time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shaking America. 
New episodes out every other Thursday. If you want to support the podcast, go to the website at shakingamerica.com and click the Ko-Fi link at the bottom left of the page to leave a contribution. Or just tell someone about the podcast. That works too. Thanks again. See you in a bit.